I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And he's back, it's me old buddy, me old pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL. Right on, what's going on man? Welcome back into the studio, I missed you buddy. Well, I had to come back after we won that one and uh, I don't feel like you really believe my excuse for lo- for, the, for missing the last one. No, I could hear the bartender almost say behind you, whoever it was, saying, I made uh, two more points, was it? Two more points? Giant pizza? And then I knew uh, you were definitely out. Where, where were you? House party or did you go out? It was a big house party. And I have to say, a good good friend of mine, um, Jeff, that I play American football with, he has won a house to die for, but he's also converted a double garage into a bar and actually fully has a bar on it. Um, a 60-inch TV with surround sound and four Lazy Boys. That's ridiculous. Um, it's just unreal. And uh, so we were all watching it there. And, uh, yeah, the guy behind the bar obviously knew that once I got down somewhere towards the uh, last quarter of my beer, it was time to start pouring another one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're quite right. You caught me out. But, come here, uh, does this person have a license for said bar or do we need to go to the authorities, Ryan? Oh, you don't, you don't. Money's no good in this bar. He's, I tell you what, the only downside about him is he is a Detroit Lions fan. Yeah, that's a shame. Which that's is a shame. shame. He sounded like a smart guy who has a good job, but maybe now he just robs people for a living. That's that's my opinion of him now. He's a, he's a Lions fan. He's obviously a thief and crook. Uh, yeah, he's a, yeah. I would say he's got a pretty good job, yeah. I, he's also in t- Team GB, believe it or not. Team GB? For what? For, for flag American football. Competed in Miami this year. What? Yeah, it's kind of a big thing. But it's not the. Oli- I thought Team GB was like Olympics, but it's not Olympics. It's flag football. Well, you say that, but to, well, he was. I think going back in his days, he was. This has turned into a podcast about my friend Jeff. Um, <laughs> Jeff's one of our sponsors uh, for hundred yeah, pounds. <laughs> I'm going to send him an invoice now and say, you know, you need to pay up. <laughs> yeah. But no, on, just to say a quick point on flag football. Um, obviously as a guy that was playing full contact at one point and then going to a flag I didn't know what I felt about it but then actually um, it's getting bigger and bigger and there are talks out there about whether we can make flag football an Olympic sport no what do you mean no it's ridiculous there's a team island yeah but I'm not on it I don't don't think they made the world (laughs) championship I'm not on it so I don't care I was going to join a full contact team like full full contact recently enough and I was talking to a chap, he said he joined late, he had twins, joined late. And uh, one of the drills that they did was is they got him, this is Shoei, they got him to stand there and they said, right, you know, you're going to have to show he can take a tackle. He said, yeah, that's fine, that's no problem. Because everyone who plays the game obviously thinks they're a bit hard. Like, you know, you, you having a go, you want to fight. So he said, right, that's grand, yeah. He said, I'll prove I can I can tackle. What, what do you want me to do, like to put a guy to the ground? I said, no, no, what we want you to do is we want you to hold the ball and stand there and we're going to get two lads to run into you, one, sh- one shoulder each. So they did that to him and creased him. And then during the actual practice then, they were properly going full contact. And uh, he went over on his ankle. First practice, never went back again. What's going you know on? What? In all the time I played, um, I've never heard that as a way of introducing somebody to the sport. It's ridiculous. You know, whether you're new into it or whether you're, you're new back after an off-season, generally you have to get your body used to it again because yeah. you know, it's a physical sport. But I've never heard of that. That sounds like BS to me. And then and I don't know who the team were, but they need to reconsider that because any new guy coming into the sport and you go, oh, yeah, these two big guys are going to run into you and destroy you. Is that all right? Mm. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's crap. The last time um, I heard it was actually Adrian Peterson because you know where he got done for the whole, you know, 
Hitting his child with a switch. There's a few things. Right, switch, I've never heard that before. Have you heard that before? A switch was something I turn on the lights in my room. You know what I mean? When I'm trying to go in and not fall over the kids' toys, I flick a switch. That doesn't yeah, mean... Or, or, or switch is generally what I do when a referee makes a really poor call against me. Yeah. And then you just switch. Become the bad guy. <laughs> or switch the popular dance by uh, Will Smith going back, what's that, about eight years? I have no idea. You know that one? I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Do you notice, actually, look, we're singing already. We're taking the mick. Uh, you'd easily know the Packers won, wouldn't you? Well, we didn't just win. I thought we actually looked quite convincing. Now, yeah. I know there's people out there going to go, oh, it was the Eagles. One, you can only beat what's in front of you. And two, yeah, I do get it. They're struggling for a receiving game. I mean, last night they particularly struggled for a rush game as well. But, you know, that sounds particularly like us. Yeah. Um, but I did think it looked a lot better. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, the, what stuck out for me was is that on paper from the last podcast, I broke it down. And when I was doing it, I was like, Jesus, we should, you know, we should really clobber these lads. But that's never the way it works out. Our wide receivers not getting open. And do you know what? Sometimes I just hate the narrative. Do you know, I hate talking about our season sometimes because it's like we're talking about the same old lark. But the one that stood out for me, Ryan, was is that the Eagles have only allowed nine and a half points per game at home. So it is what it is. The stats are what they are. And the fact that we uh, went and put up 27 on these uh, folks meant that we were doing well. So, yeah, I, I think it would look very convincing. For the first time, I saw a number of things. I saw the back shoulder throw to Jordy. I saw Jordy on that fourth down pushing off the cornerback, which is brilliant that we didn't... Uh, you know, a referee decision went their way. That was another thing that, that boded well for us. The fact that the Packers played a little bit filthy like that, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. Uh, you know, Ripkowski got the the touchdown, which is the first running back. Uh, yes, he is a running back. Uh, you know, because A-Rod has got a rather three rushing touchdowns. Did you see that stat? Or did you, I should say, did you hear that stat? And I have stolen this from the comms on the game. But that was our first touchdown, as you're saying, by running back this season. Yeah. And there's only other... Uh, well, it listed two other teams. Okay. Yeah. That also took ten games into a season before they had a rushing, uh, a running back score, a touchdown play. Okay. Can you name those two teams? Just, just quickly, just a bit of fun. Um, oh God, the Vikings is probably one of them, is it? No. no? So you, the O nine Browns. What? And then you have to go all the way back to the nineteen thirty six Eagles to what? find the two other teams that have done that. That is insane. So that is a list that we did not want to be on. <laughs> Well, oh, Jesus, we're off, we're off now. I, I don't know how many teams would have went further than that, but um, that that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, look, that was a positive uh, for me. I also saw the receivers getting open. And did you notice this, Ryan, when one of the plays broke down and A-Rod hit Jordy in the open field, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was, oh, it was like 20 or 30 yards, he turned and looked at the sideline and gave like a thumbs up or some type of gesture to say, I don't know whether it was told you so or that worked or there was some type of signal. It's almost like the Packers said, right, feck it, let's swallow the pride, let's make things simple because there's a few routes, especially when Devontae Adams got downed up uh, just short of a touchdown and the comms come on and said, oh, there's that slant route. Yes, there's that Mm -hmm. slant route. There's the Packers slants that were so successful before and they're using them now. Yeah, well, I think we we tweeted last night about uh, which which playbook had the Packers accidentally picked up because <laughs> we saw some of those routes back that we liked, yeah. and um, in particular, I mean, who would have thought it? An Aaron Rodgers read option play 
where mm. he has the running back come round outside. I can't remember who it was. He didn't. He didn't offload it. Yeah. But we 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 used a, a read option play. At one point, we had. Uh, I think I, I particularly like this one. I think we had three rushers in the backfield, um, yeah. and two of them, were, or two of the guys, were Montgomery and Randall Cobb. Um, you know, so we, we were just doing some interesting things last night, and I actually thought the O looked really nice. And one of the keys to the game I've got written down here, and I made a couple of notes throughout the game. Um, one of the absolute keys to this game was the quick start, that opening drive touchdown. And yeah, okay, they went down the other end on the next drive and scored, but it was very key. We got out quick, we had a confident drive, we looked good, mm. and we scored that touchdown early. Yeah, which is something that Aaron Rodgers came out and said. He said that was going to be the key to the game, and we did. We scored on our first two drives, uh, both to Devontae Adams. And can we can we pause and have an appreciation moment for that second touchdown to Devontae Adams that even Aaron <laughs> Rodgers himself had no idea how that happened? No, I mean, well, that that one was particularly impressive. And then you also had the long reception down the right-hand side of the field, which yeah. was another one where I was just, it was unbelievable. And do you know what? For a moment, it was almost like watching game tape of myself. You know, I could really see, <laughs> you know, it was that level of skill, you know, and that level of, uh, we, we, I'm going to, I'm going to let Devontae take my nickname this week. It can be Devontae the Hands Adam. Oh, Adam's, right. He, that... he can take it this week. I'm sorry, I thought, you, I thought you were talking. I thought you were playing cornerback there because I wouldn't have assumed that you would have been. So, <laughs> are you saying you're as fast as uh, as Devante? Is that what you're saying? I'm telling you now, if I was playing cornerback, I'd be the guy that on the line was just on his ass within about two <laughs> seconds of this. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, to it cover Devante. Impressive. impressive. But, but listen, Ryan, I mean, this kind of brings us to. Uh, I know we sort of leave fan questions to the end, but. Graham has got in and said, like, you know, Devontae Adams is really stepping up to the plate this season. Uh, he says for him, he overtakes Cobb. So have we got any thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on that? Um, well, basically, if he keeps catching footballs and keeps scoring touchdowns, then absolutely. Uh, of course he can. One of the things you have to think about is obviously, and, and we saw it last year, remember, when we thought that Randall Cobb would just step up. Um, we actually found that in, in some cases, in some games, he was actually finding it difficult to find the separation because the attention was now all on him yeah. because Geordie wasn't playing. Mm. So this year, yes, Devontae Adams, if he continues in the way he is, then of course he continues to go up the depth chart. Um, but he might be getting those opportunities because we've now got back to having three legitimate threats, wide receiver threats yeah. in Jordy, Randall, and Devontae. And you'll find in another game, Devontae will get shut down because the attention will be on him, and Randall will have a big game. Yeah. Um, you know, so it'll probably be back and forth. But absolutely, yeah, why not? If, if the guy keeps keeps making catches and keeps scoring touchdowns, then, you know, why not? Yeah, like, I sort of look at it this way too. Everyone has a different function, and the Packers finally in this game showed what we thought that they should show from the beginning which is a kind of a pick your poison, you know? Like, we should have that with the running game. We should have that with our wide receivers, with each wide receiver having a certain skill set. Jordy is, as we all know, excellent. The over-shoulder throws, which he did on that fourth down, which was amazing that the Packers went for it in the first place. You know, he gives you that sort of threat down down the side. Now, Devontae's doing that first as well, and he's also a threat uh, deep in the middle. What I find with Randall Cobb is, is that he was flawless um, last night, on all of his targets so he was targeted six times and brought in six of those and um, he had 41 yards and 40 of them came after the catch so it just goes to show what Cobb can do and how they're actually using him so sometimes if you don't see Cobb making those highlight reel catches is because you know Mike McCarthy isn't and Aaron Rodgers isn't putting him in the position to make those plays 
on occasion and he might be running a decoy route and let's face it he's a slot receiver and I do believe um, like you said like you said earlier Ty Montgomery Randall Cobb were used out of the backfield you know so we're using him more as a sort of utility wide receiver running back and we're not going to use him for those deep bombs and sometimes people you know fail to see that and they go well he doesn't be catching any of those sort of stuff but he's well capable I mean if you see what he did last season when he punctured his lung that time that one-handed Odell Beckham style catch he fell onto his back and the whatever it was the mic where they mic'd him up for the game apparently collapsed one of his lungs so he can do it if he's needed to but to be honest with you with Devontae Adams there he's not needed and Devontae is having an absolute dynamite game he's proven this season Ryan isn't he and I know this is the obvious thing but is that when he's throwing a ball he comes down with the ball pretty much 100% of the time and I think you said it like maybe two months ago now he tends to come down with the catches that you shouldn't expect him to make and if you dropped him you wouldn't hold it against him but he comes down and brings them down he's really developed now and we can say that last year was actually a blip and that he's not that sort of dropsy wide receiver and I felt bad for the guy because it's a funny video and it's like Bruce Willis and friends when he keeps slagging off Ross all the time and he asks him what do you keep doing I was like well the the jokes just keep coming to me it was easy to slag off Devontae Adams last season and to bring out these funny memes of a dog dropping a ball and looking like an idiot Uh, but I think Devontae Adams like I predicted a few a few months ago now that I think he is legit and I think he's here to stay for sure yeah, I agree. And there was a number of people actually tweeting last night saying, Do you know what, I was that guy last year that said uh, or doubted Devontae Adams or said that he wasn't good enough. And um, and I wouldn't say that I ever got as far as thinking he wasn't good enough, but I did have my doubts at times whether he would make it in the Green Bay Packers offense. And, and one of those reasons just being that we always keep a large number of receivers. Mm. But this year, I mean, well, you, you wouldn't, those thoughts are a million miles away now watching the way he's playing. And it's really, really impressive. Yeah, and just to to finish lastly, I mean, pro football focus, if you want to talk about like, because from looking at it, Devontae Adams certainly looks to be playing a better game than Randall Cobb, Uh, but Randall Cobb is still ahead of Devontae Adams when it comes to the player grades, so it'll just kind of show you what type of production that we're getting out of um randall cobb and that you know they're using him correctly and where they should and he's actually one place ahead of jordy nelson so it'll sort of show you where the hierarchy is uh but unfortunately jeff janice is down in 108th place so uh <laughs> not doing too well there jeff so right so I, I don't know if we need like a big sort of klaxon sound or something dramatic here but were you stoked about christine michael's debut performance uh, in his one rushing attempt for <laughs> four yards well, we said he, you know, we said his average was four point eight, so he was just below his average. It's a pity he didn't get a whole lot of production, but it's a strange one, Ryan. Why, why do you think we didn't see more of him? Because we didn't need him. It, it seems odd, doesn't it? Because I'm guessing he didn't get the carries because he's not ready, hmm. or they believe that at the minute Starks is the better option, or the way you know. But it seems strange to throw him out there for a four yard gain and then not let him play again. <laughs> it's just strange, isn't it? I don't know. I'm guessing they're getting him ready. I mean, he had that one one attempt, and uh, is it Gruden that was on comms last night? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like the second guy, yeah. So he he, he starts going, oh, yeah, you know, they've got, uh, I think I think I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, they've got 17 to 20 plays uh, ready for him. Does he know his runs? Does he know his protections? And he went into this, and it sounded great. And then, of course, that was it. <laughs> went. So, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, that was it. So that, that was uh, Christine Michael's debut. But you know what? It kind of, it hasn't been said, but it kind of lets me think, you know, they had a game plan, but they altered that game plan when they saw what was working. 
And that's something that we've criticized the Packers for before, what social media have, what media personnel have, mm-hmm. is that they've criticized the Packers for sticking to a certain game plan, yeah. you know, where McCarthy seems... Now, we don't know any of this, of course, but Mike McCarthy seems kind of stubborn, like, no, screw it, I went with this game plan, I'm going to stick to it. Because remember what he'd do is, is that Eddie Lacy used to be cracking off crazy good runs, and then he just wouldn't use them for the second half. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> why do that? Why, why would you do that? I don't understand. So it seems that maybe he had an awful lot of of packages designed uh, for Michael but then just decided not to use them so I mean you know that yeah. bodes well for the Packers too we're learning at this stage <laughs> a bit late in the season but we're learning yeah I mean there's there's two other things um, I've got Danny with keys to success last night uh, I mean Dix's interception yeah. what, it was yes it's one play on the field but the way in which that swung the game round mm. um, and I thought it was a, quite a momentum changer and I think Aaron Rodgers said as much in, in his post interview as well it was a strange game in that the teams had so few possessions over a total game. Mm. And so if you can obviously nick the ball on one possession and take the other teams, that's a big thing. Um, but I just want to say, and obviously you watched the game as well, Carson Wentz, really impressed with that guy. I thought he actually looked pretty good in there. That particular one where he threw the ball to, to Clinton Dix, I mean, it, big overthrow. It was That that looks particularly horrible on its own. But I actually thought that he looked good. He had good poise in the pocket. He moved he, he could scramble when he needed to. Uh, he looked so relaxed when he was playing. Um, and obviously, you know, me and, me and A-Rod agree on a lot of things, and he said as much in his post, post, uh, <laughs> post <laughs> game interview about? as well, that, you know, Eagle fans, Eagle fans should be excited about it. So I thought he was good. But then my other one that I thought was key, and I don't know if people agree with us here, um, and that's fine if you don't, you know, tweet and tell me that I talk crap, it's fine. Mm. Um, but I thought that luck was quite with, the, with Green Bay last night. Uh, and obviously not Andrew because he, he destroyed us, but just Lady Luck or the Luck of the Irish or whatever you want to call it. Too short, um, too short. Yeah, but just at times I just thought that you know there was a couple of juggled catches which we, we've seen some juggled catches that we can that jump up and the defender comes in takes them. Yeah, juggled catches managed to hold on to. I've put here not impossible catches because Devontae proved that they're possible, but I've put improbable catches that that, that came for us. You know where. Um, certainly on the touchdown one the defender just gets his head around a second late and as it comes around the ball's already gone past yeah there was a couple of no calls on us which i thought went our way that probably could have gone against us um certainly one where i think wentz gets hit i think the hit on the quarterback was okay but it certainly looked like and i think it was oh, i think it was our safety anyway that hit zach Ertz, um and that looked particularly like it could have been a flag there it wasn't called and then they had a, a rough in rough in the passer call on them, which I thought was a bit harsh. So, and, and of course there was Jordy Nelson as well on the touchline that looked like there was a bit of a push off that didn't get yeah. called. So there was a lot of luck for us. I'm not saying that was the reason we won. And I think that when you're in a slump as we have been, that not only do you need the excellence of the players like the Rogers and and, and the Mike Daniels and and Devontae Adams and so on, but sometimes you just need lady luck with you. And I think we had it last night, and it really assisted us. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree. And I don't know, maybe this is sort of, well, not controversial, but even that play where the punt went down really, really close to the end zone and their special teams jumped on it. And you might go, oh, no, no, it should have replay shows that his foot wasn't over that line when he touched the yeah, ball. Yeah. Um, it's that daytime Jones, was it? Yeah. And, and, but I mean, the, the thing was is that you, you can't definitively see. And I don't think for an instant that he knew his foot would go over and then not over again. I think we just got lucky there that either he did make that play and he didn't balls it up or that he did balls it up, but it wasn't seen. Either way, um, it worked out pretty tasty for us because that was sort of a momentum swinger as well if he had done that because I think that gave them really awful position now 
our defense gave up that play and I, I think didn't we tweet out last night that you know it's it's typical of the Packers to pin them back in the first play and then when it comes to second third down we let them you know complete a big massive play out to the sideline um, that's another thing that kind of alarmed me and maybe you have more sort of strategy on this Ryan is the defense you know I I felt that the defense still let us down last night that it's sort of it's, it's a bend and not break style again I know we came away with the interception and we made some some nice plays I think Nick Perry uh, in particular was amazing but well on occasion when he wasn't you know balls and stuff <laughs> up as well uh, when it came down to the defense again I still think that we're letting you know wide receivers roam more freely and if we came up against the Stefan Diggs someone who destroyed us the last time I reckon this is a defense that could make the Vikings look like they're after getting back to dominance uh, do you know what? I always love it when we hit that point in a podcast where I realize that we've got differing views and we can get out of a good old-fashioned England <laughs> England v Ireland schlobber knocker and uh, you know as, a, as old JR would say but actually I thought defense looked okay and yeah the opening drive was a little bit lackluster and there were times where you know we looked like we had them pinned down and then they still got out and did things. Their receivers aren't terrible. Um, Doriel Green Beckham should be better than he, he produced, but even he got 82 yards last night, but he's, he's a decent, decent receiver. Is it Jordan Matthews? I think yeah. it's a decent receiver. Um, Zach Ertz at tight end. They didn't overly use him, but 36 yards off of three receptions, but I think he's decent. Um, so, and then they've got a very good quarterback and he's the type of quarterback that I think in a couple of years time, um, it won't matter what receivers he's got, he'll be able to make good receivers out of them. So I'm, I'm not as down on the defense this week. And when I look at the numbers as well, 254 passing yards allowed mm. to Carson Wentz, 81 rushing yards allowed yeah. to, 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 uh, you know, a variety of rushes. So I don't think that's bad numbers. Um, I still think we could have done better, but you got to remember, and as much as people say, you know, they're not the league's top uh, receiving core, we're also certainly not the top, uh, or anywhere near it, the mm. top secondary in the league. So I think they probably matched up quite well. I think we did enough, and at times we really, we really shut it down. But I think if we're going to talk defense, and, oh, I should just mention this first before I move on. Sorry, we had four sacks as well last night, which I think was impressive. Which was Daniels, Peppers, Matthews, and Perry. Mm. Um, that did nicely but I think our best form of defence last night um, actually came from the offence as mad as that sounds because the, obviously if the offence is on the field the other offence isn't on the field and that seems a really obvious thing to say but time of possession last night was a big stat and I think was it I'm trying to remember which drive it was now whether it was in the third or the fourth but there was something like an 11 minute drive mm. That, that absolutely killed off the game. And in total, we had 35 minutes and 23 seconds possession of the football. Now, in previous weeks, in games we've lost, we haven't had the football long enough. We haven't had our offense on the field long enough, particularly at times when we, we've you know been in a, a good position in a game. We haven't been able to stay on the field with the offense, and it's been quick drives on and off and defense on and off a lot. And I just think last night, probably, I think the defense did well enough and okay, they weren't playing one of the premier teams in the league, but I think they did well enough. It looked okay, but our best defense last night was our offense. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Look, the defense certainly improved, but my point is is that Jordan Matthews uh, came into the game as their top wide receiver. He was forty fifth, 
best or worst depending on how you look at it because i don't think 45th in anything is good if you come home from you know the school sports day and your dad says how did you get on steve and you go yeah it was good like i was the 45th best uh at the egg and spoon race he'd say get out of the house you're not getting dinner right so he's the 45th best wide receiver and green beckham who you were saying last night was you know we make him look good he's number 100 on the wide receiver list and Aguilar is 119th so these are not world beaters yet we still allow these get plenty of space and come down with the ball now look I'm not being I a love, naysayer I love how you always want to knock my opinion out using stats <laughs> you? you think you're so <laughs> smart because you've got stats yeah knocking your damn opinion out with actual factage no no I know what you mean I, I, I get what you're saying <laughs> but I'd sort of expect you know receivers who are swilling around after the uh, you know the top 100 now look if you're the top 100 Angry Birds player in the world at a 38 million it's pretty good if you're the top uh, 100 wide receiver in a league of 32 teams well then not doing too fresh but have to agree with the the offense being the best form of defense there's an excellent uh, article on ESPN that just talks about you know the Packers third down efficiency and it's quite startling I mean um on third downs we converted 10 of 14 which gave us a really boring statage line of 71% on third downs but to sort of to break it all down to something that's palatable that's the highest in the NFL it's the highest for the Packers since week 8 of 2013 and that was against the Vikings mm-hmm. and the Eagles have held teams to 31% on third down this season um, Rogers, on, sorry to jump yeah. in there but Aaron Rodgers said in his post game review he said that was one of the main keys to winning last night was yeah. the, how well they did on the third downs um, and obviously that one fourth down play as well which they converted on and that was one of his main points yeah exactly and I mean he had a dynamite game uh, but the average distance that they had to go on third down was 6.2 yards and I think Aaron Rodgers average throw on third downs was 4.8 which showed that they were just sort of dinking and dunking their way um, but A-Rod Jesus what an insane game he he had the highest completion percentage against the Eagles that any quarterback has in two seasons nice which is quite startling when you think because you, you I wouldn't have thought of the Eagles defence uh, this season or last season to be particularly dynamite but the fact that they still haven't let anybody get a higher completion percentage because uh, A-Rod completed 25 of 31 passes against their standard pass rush so 81% of his passes 81 Jesus if you got 81 in a test you'd be let in at the old Brussels sprouts and the bit of chicken do you know what I mean if you came home and <laughs> all would be forgotten in the egg and spoon race with the dad so I mean he, you know he had a dynamite game he looks like he's back but more so than anything else Ryan what I noticed about A-Rod was is he had the look he had the laziest swagger let me explain it's like the lads who you know you're at the shopping centre and there's some tool ahead of you right wearing a hoodie on the inside when there's no rain or he's one of these guys who wears his sunglasses indoors you know one of these knobs who I'm not saying A-Rod's a knob I'll explain what I mean in a second he's one of these knobs who uh, think that by walking slower with his arms a little bit more out from his body he's far cooler than you are you know what I mean he doesn't care for yeah yeah Ryan's you got it down you got the, get the whole thing down. you can't see it in the UK Parkers HQ but Ryan's strutting around here so it's that guy like I'm just sort of thinking what just because you move like you really don't care how, you know how fast you get to a place how does that make you cooler than me but that's why A-Rod was in the pitch he had that sort of swagger there was one of them when he, when he hit Jordy that time uh, up the middle after the play broke down and he had about four years uh, to throw the ball uh, I'd aged at least two years had two birthday cakes and my son now is in preschool uh, again he had time to throw the ball so he threw the ball to Jordy, and he was swaggering up the pitches if like man this is a normal day I don't know what it is 
it's a mixture of what you were saying, like it's luck and it's dynamite plays from Adams and all that. Everything seemed to be clicking and Aaron Rodgers had that smug air about him that only Packers fans can like and everybody else thinks he's an ass of kind of like, I told you I could do it. You you, you know, you counted me out. You talked crap about my family and my parents and my girlfriend. And now I'm just going to throw all over the Eagles. Thank you. But the thing is about that, and it, it made me think, right, for, so when he's had his apparently bad games, and we're, like we said last week, he hasn't, Aaron Rodgers hasn't actually been playing that badly in these losses. No. But all those people that come out and go, oh, it's because he don't talk to his brother, and it's because he don't <laughs> talk, he don't talk to his mum, and, and, and he sent his Christmas presents back, and where well, that misses of his is a right problem, right? <laughs> all those people. Who are these people? Why do they talk like that? I don't. I, I thought that was. It was like I was doing my best Wisconsin accent. No, was, that, was I a bit off? A so, bit off, yeah. But what I don't hear this week now he wins is going. Oh, that's because he's got a great relationship with a family yeah, yeah. and he loved his Christmas present. Do you know what I mean rubbish? Just rubbish. So yeah, I want all those people now to come out and say, "Oh, we were obviously wrong," or he's incredibly fixed all his relations and everything's fine, and that's why he plays well. Of yeah. course, both opinions would be crap. I agree. I think that we should be allowed to talk about A-Rod's personal life now. Exactly like you said. I reckon we should see articles now like A-Rod uh, had Nucky eight times before he had the field. He got a, a Starbucks coffee with a, bit, a little, an extra vanilla shot in there that he liked. So I think uh, let's talk about that and dissect that ad nauseum. But one worrying thing about A-Rod, Ryan, is that hamstring. Um, and also his visit to the tent. I think we need to talk about both of those occasions. Well, yeah, okay. So... The hamstring thing or whatever that ended up being, yeah, it's going to be a bit sore. Obviously, he's going to be now on a short-ish week and they were on the road, so they got travel time. So, yeah, there's a bit of a concern there. But um, I think Mike McCarthy said it in his post-game interview is that he was quite impressed with how Aaron Rodgers carried that injury, put the team on his back and got on with the performance. If it was really bad, potentially, obviously, well, if it was really, really bad, he would have been out of the game. Mm. Um I think they're probably concerned about it. I think the guys will be working on it all week. It'll be light in training. Um, I don't think it'll be an issue going down the stretch. Obviously, it'll depend whether he re-injures it. So we've just got to sort of keep fingers crossed on that. Yeah. But yeah, ho- hopefully he's okay. It's indicative, Ryan, isn't it, that he was injured during the game. It was a fresh injury. That's when it would be most sore. And he was still able to put up those type of numbers. So I don't think it's anything to worry about. But least we not forget that two years ago now, uh, wasn't it two years ago? Jeez, everything's blending in together. Uh, did we not see Aaron Rodgers getting carted off the field a number of times with that really bad leg injury? And then he hobbled back, I believe, for that Lions game. And we ended up beating the Lions, which made us come out with the uh, now famous tweet. What's the number one quarterback in the NFL? Aaron Rodgers. Who's the second best quarterback in the NFL? One-legged Aaron Rodgers. So it just shows that he can... You know, he's been dependent on his legs an awful lot more and he ran for quite a number of first downs last night. Um, I think one of them was even an 18-yard run. And I don't know the stats about it, but I'm pretty sure he's the top rusher for the Packers this season, I'd say by a long shot, is he? I think he probably is. Um, I could do a load of clicking around and stuff and find out, but then it'll just you'll, you'll moan at me because you'll have to edit it out on I the... Know, uh... yeah. Like when you scratch your beard and, you know... I've had to shave, mate. Open your, open your. Yeah, I noticed. It that. should What's... also be noticed as well. You haven't mentioned. I don't have a beer in front of me tonight, and you haven't said a word. Because <laughs> I'm getting quite the reputation at the minute. <laughs> You're becoming a rampant alcoholic online. Your online persona is a rampant alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. I know. And then, like all the big calls are going to stop coming in from the ESPNs and the Foxes and all the rest of it. You know, I if think... they think I've got this drink issue, so I'm trying to clean up my act. Uh, do you know what? You're you're the guy who women think they can change. 
You know, women listen to the podcast thinking, I reckon I could change him. I reckon I can change. And then, you you know, you're the George Best of the UK Packers podcast. Now, ultimately, you're going to die young, but, you know. <laughs> People have a great time. <laughs> what was that George Best quote? Something about, you know, I've squandered millions on uh, booze, women and cars and the rest are wasted. Oh, yeah. Some, something, I know yeah. that's not going to be exactly right, but it's something along those lines. I've spent all my money on booze, women and cars and the rest are wasted here. It's brilliant. <laughs> quality yeah. but uh don't let your missus hear that but yeah no, it's, no of, it's, course, it's, if, of course if that was me it'd be like yeah so i bought a push bike and four cans of skull <laughs> and <laughs> that'd be about it and a few signed jerseys let's not forget your your room behind you there is is like uh the uk packer mecca um but yeah a rod anyway we got mildly off on tangent there a rod i don't even know what we're talking about he, he does run for an awful lot of those first downs but hopefully with christine michael coming back into the game uh, more and James Starks then trying to find his feet but the way the wide receivers are playing I don't think we depend on A-Rod to do too much running and he's look he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL so he's quite capable of standing in the pocket if he does have a dodgy hamstring however the reports that have came out Ryan uh, show that Aaron Rodgers seems fine with it Mike McCarthy seems fine with it and that it shouldn't pose an issue uh, for Sunday which to be yeah. honest with you is probably what they'd say anyway to stop them bringing the bull rush and trying to get him out of the pocket uh, but let's believe him He'll be fine. Uh, Rogers is an opportune runner, isn't it? It's not. It's not planned in. He's an opportune runner, and when the space is there, he moves. And and if I remember before, when he's carried injuries, he's still, you know, been able to, you know, get the yards if he needs to. So it doesn't it doesn't worry me too much at all. Yeah, sure. Even against that Lions game, I think when he was injured, and Dominic and Sue came back and stood on him on the ground. But I think he'd made a touchdown throw or very close to it when Ndamukong Sue had actually stood on him, uh, which yeah. was an outrage at the time because of what he did. So it just goes to show he was severely injured. But if your quarterback like he did against Arizona in the playoffs last year can be falling to the ground sideways and still make a Hail Mary style throw to Jeff Janis, which is a miracle that Jeff Janis ran the right route. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe Aaron Rodgers was just throwing it away. <laughs> Jeff Janis having to come down while en route on his wrong route. I um, can't believe that. You do know that Andy Davies is going to be all over your Twitter now. I know, yeah. He's like, man, what are you talking about? He's going to go and blast me with stats. Andy Davies knows his stuff. Um, and I wouldn't put it past Andy Davies being having, an, having another kid and already haven't picked out the name Jeff. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely guaranteed. Yeah. What well, i tell you what, another another listener that, and uh, follower that we should, we should mention here, Sam Mendoza. Yeah. He called us out last week and he said, you guys are not talking about the special teams and mm. you should be because they're shocking. Yeah. Well, guess what? I thought we'd make a special mention of the special teams this week because we were going to discuss why they said it. And then, of course, last night they were pretty good. Yeah. So, Sam, we're going to talk special teams, but Jacob Shum, the uh, what do we what what do we call him? Oh yeah, Strum for Shum, the lady man. Uh, <laughs> why is hold yeah. on? Can we stop it what? here? Why is he so big? He's a punter. Why is he so big? It's like the dude who works in your office, you know, and he lifts weights, you know, after the office every day, and he's built like Look, a brick shit house. Why? He's he's a punter. What what do you need to know? So mo- most of the time, right, boot a ball. Oh, we're not practicing boot a ball today. Uh, go go keep busy. Do some weights, and that's yeah. just be it. It's just in there. <laughs> or when people but, keep uh, saying to him, "Well, you play for who? The Packers? Who? Packers? Who are you? Jeff Shum." No, Jake Sean. Don't know who you are. Don't know. No idea who you are. I even call <laughs> him the wrong name. Just call him the wrong name. See what I mean? No one knows who he is. So he needs to beat the lard out of someone who says that to him. I'm a real footballer. Play with me. You know. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, wild tangent. I just think it's look. We talk about the important issues. Do you is know what, what I'm saying? We should. Do you know? I remember. Uh, again, I'm going. Let's keep going off tangent, right? So I was watching. Um, I'm a Mets baseball fan, right? Right. Before they were good as well. Before they sort of started doing well. So there was a player for them. I think it was called Kirk Newenheis, played out outfielder, right? And he's now left and gone somewhere else, as is the revolving door of Major League Baseball, but. He was quite a good football player as well. And when he turned up, I think it was he turned up coming out of, I can't remember if it, when he went to college or when he came out of college and went and tried out a football team. I think it was when he went to college and he, he was trying to decide, am I going to play football? Am I going to play baseball? Hmm. Anyway, he said he went out on the field and, and one of the first things he noticed was this giant guy stood next to him that looked like a, you know, an absolute brick shit house. And, uh, it turned out that that person he was stood next to, and this is the bit where he decided it was at that point he decided he would go towards playing baseball. And it turned out to be Mason Crosby what? that was stood next to him. So it was actually only an NFL kicker. Right. But actually, he said this guy was so big, that was the point he chose baseball. Um, Seriously, I'm yeah? Sure, yeah, I'm sure it was Kirk Newenheist that had that story. Somebody will probably message me now and say I'm completely way off with that story. No, because I'll uh, tell you, it makes sense because Mason Crosby uh, told me, because I have Mason's number, thank you, prime time. Uh, he's told me uh, personally, because I'm friends with Mason, and uh, he's, sorry, <laughs> he said to me, yeah, that he was name interested. Drop. <laughs> name drop, boing. I'm going to have to add some type of sound effect. Um, it's just me dropping my phone and having to get it repaired so yeah he told me that he was going down the road of soccer that he was a fairly decent soccer player and that he played it in college that he only then decided uh, to be a kicker sort of you know later on so yeah that's interesting and he is a big lad I saw Mason when I was in the facility um, over in Lambeau and he's a really really tall imposing dude you wouldn't believe how tall this dude is mm-hmm. but uh, yeah nice fella friend of the yep, so I've just, I've just checked my story out look at that I actually got it right we need yeah. researchers we need someone behind a glass case that can do. do all that stuff. So you're putting thumbs up and going, yeah, yeah, you're on the right track, or just going, no, stop, stop. <laughs> so wrong, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Look, um, ma- maybe yeah. they'll make us too commercial. But uh, come here. Um, but, but, speaking well, of just, commercial. Just to finish, because we right. never actually finished, Sam, Sam will kill us if we don't talk special teams. So we kind of just are. wanted to highlight the three points. Okay. So Jake, Jake, Jacob Shrum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love to name him something else every week. So okay. Jeff Shrum, yes. <laughs> Johnny Shrum, great punt, <laughs> down to the one-yard line. So that was good. Yeah. Mason made all his kicks, and we gave up no big plays. Now, one of the things uh, Mike McCarthy's post-game interview again uh, actually mentioned the special teams, and he said that they took on the best return unit in the league. I mean, is that right, or is he? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm willing to believe him. Okay, I believe him because you know it's. it's uh, I don't think he said Mick McCarthy again. It's Mike <laughs> McCarthy. Um, but yeah, so and then obviously we came up good. So that that was another thing that he put across. So hopefully, Sam, because you asked very politely and very nicely, we spoke some special teams. There you go. Just for you, we do give shout outs. We have to give a shout out to a few people. There's, there's some really nice folks out there who come back every week and comment on the podcast, give us some sort of uh, feedback. Scotty Man is someone I want to give a shout out to. Scotty Man's been well. He keeps calling good. me a drunk. To be fair, well, because you've told him because of the quite <laughs> you've I've told. You make sure you tweet him after this and say, do you know what, he didn't even have a beer there. Well, yeah, I'm just going to invent it and say he did. That's your charm. You know what, you really are the Irish one of the podcast. So yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, Scotty Band. So how are you, Scotty? What's going on, buddy? Thanks for listening. Tom Coles, we just have to mention him, just for the crack. Now that guy's probably got a drink in his hand. <laughs> I see him there hiding behind the chair there. I think he used to have regular sessions or something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Always meeting up for a beer. He was in Belfast last night watching the game, by the way. What? 
Yeah, see, that kid gets around as well. He see, said I... it was work, and he sat up all night watching the game. See, that, that's that's the. Do you know what? And I didn't know that because I didn't see him on the Irish news. I would have thought definitely he was on these shores. He'd be on the Irish news, being pulled out of somewhere <laughs> and handcuffed. But um, yeah, the, even the Guardian would have said he's a good party boy. Another person that deserves a shout out, my Irish brethren, is Jackie Steed on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Jackie's a regular guy. listener, so big shout out. We do appreciate all the listens, and of course. Uh, anyone who hasn't left us a review on iTunes uh, do leave us a review if it's five stars if it's one star uh, just you know unsubscribe don't listen uh, don't be mean you know yeah I, t- I tell you what and then, and then obviously once you've left that review message us say you've left a review and we will we will shout you out and we'll say what a great what a great guy or gal you are on yeah. next week's show and just to be clear none of these people that we've mentioned actually did that we're just deciding to shout them out but uh, yeah look we'll send them something right won't we set, if you leave us a review uh, DM us no, not a past well, review. Got, I've still got, sitting here, I'm just currently looking through the stock cupboard, which mm-hmm. is essentially what's thrown on my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, we've still got five Get Loud Lambo badges. Yeah, um, from So Lambo essentially, Fit. the next five reviews left, we'll all get a badge each. Yeah. Can't <laughs> so say fairer than that. It's like they're in school. Any good boy or girl who leaves the review gets the lucky badge. But you must be a good girl today, then. But I tell you, right. I think we've dissected the game and we've talked maybe out of the 45, 50 minutes, we've talked at least 39 minutes of pure trash. But I like it. <laughs> so I think that's it, Ryan, is it? I mean, I don't have anything else to say apart from slap on the back, good boys. Yeah, it's been odd, hasn't it? Doing a, a, It's been hard to try and get in the mind frame of doing a positive podcast. Yeah, it's weird because it's like we've been given out. It's like that girl, you know, that you see on Facebook who's always, you know, smashing her boyfriend out of it. Saying what a dick he is, how he's you know he's cheating on her all the time. Where you were going with that? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's always cheating on her all the time, and he's just been an ass. And she's like, "Oh, hate him. He's an idiot." And then all of a sudden, he buys her, you know, a Michael Kors watch or a Gucci handbag or whatever the hell they do, and uh, takes her to Ibiza. And then all of a sudden, she's like, "I love my boyfriend. He's the best." I mean, I feel like that's what we're doing here. You know, it's just like Jesus, fire capers, fire Gertie, Jesus. And then we come back after winning. Go, I like them all. They have great tactics. That just me. <laughs> well, I don't know. To be fair, I never lost faith because remember last week I said we'll win the next six, and for the moment I'm, I'm one and one on that prediction. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you've said some, uh, you said some other questionable stuff on the podcast that we won't mention. I know but, you're trying to get out of it, but you've got an impossible question to answer. I tell you what, I think that I think that right. Hit me with it really fast because it's I'm, a really good one. It's a, it's a good one. I want to get you right. So now I still believe that we're going to win a Super Bowl this year, but what? Who were the last team? To start a season four and four, and go on to win a Super Bowl. So it's um, not it's not strictly a Packers question, but it's certainly related. Last team to go four and four. The obvious one that I think of straight is the Giants. Oh, was that your answer? Um, I'd also quote. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a clue. Don't make that your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, is it recent? Did you say you give me a timeline? Um. I don't know. Shall I give you a timeline? Sure. Okay, I'll give you a timeline. It is, uh, for what should we say? Let's say from, is 1990 to now okay? That sort of timeline? Well, i tell you what, the, the most winningest franchise since then was probably the Pats, and they've dominated for forever, right? So no, they've been all, they've been all right. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably not them because they've been crushing it. Because I heard some ridiculous stats with Belichick and Brady. Um, I'm half thinking because a team that I didn't think would ever win it was the Baltimore Ravens. 
back in the day. I did not see them going the full hog. What, yeah. when they had a... Uh, who was that? Trent Dilfer at quarterback? No, I'm thinking the more recent one. I'm thinking the oh, one the more where, recent yeah, one. Yeah, Joe Flacco, yeah. I sort of didn't okay. see them winning that. I thought, you know, they kind of got a bit of a a last wind when they Ray Lewis was coming out saying he was retired. Is that me showing, me showing that I'm older than you because back in the day meant Trent Dilfer? <laughs> <laughs> very close in age. Um, so think of the Ravens. Or Giants had a good, strong finish down the stretch. But you said not to make that my answer. I don't oh, know. I was Look, trying to help you. So you're, you're so far, so you're saying you're the three teams you spoke about, Giants, Ravens, Pat, uh, Pats. Yeah. So, all right, I gave you a clue on the Giants. So it might not be them. Right. Got any other teams you're thinking about? You see, I, I love it. If, if you're listening at home, shout out the answer because you can't hear you. Do you know what? I think this is something like. Remember, you, did you try to catch me out before with like a, a punter question? Was it a punter who had the least amount of yards or something? There was some question oh, yeah, yeah, back in the so, yeah. so I reckon this is one of those reverse sideways questions. I have no idea. Okay. Do you know what? The Patriots. <laughs> Go on. Are you Patriots? Well, only because they've won more I than anybody else. Ravens. You sure you don't want to go Ravens? No, because I think that's too. It probably is them, and I'm going to look like a right arse. Okay, it's but the it just, 2000, 2001 Patriots. Go away out of that. I only picked it solely based on quantity. They've won so many that it could potentially be them. You thought it was bound to be them. That's insane. Okay, well, that makes it. What does that make it? I think. Hey, I think I'm in the lead now. Where's a 5 4? I think a 5 4 to you, or 6 5, one or the other. At some point, someone's going to have to tweet us and tell us what the score is because I forgot. But yeah. you are one up. See, was six five or five uh, five four. Yeah, whoever goes so, back and listens to all our last podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> you get a shout out. So I think that's it for the podcast. So from myself at NFL on Twitter, follow the group at UK Packers. From your buddy, your pal at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye. Toodaloo, me old fruits. <laughs>